Welcome to the Diamond Mind Podcast with Nate and Lenny, where we listen to all 92 Diamond albums certified by Billboard. Today's album is... The Lion King soundtrack. By various artists. Did um, I say Lion King? Yeah. Okay. I, I think you did. I think I did. It's Lion King, if I didn't say that right. The I Disney really... movie. Um, anyways. Yeah, so uh, it came out in 1994, June 15th to be exact. 12 songs, 46 minutes long. Loved it. Uh, 10 times platinum. So I'm surprised it's not more. Actually, me too. But before we get into all that business, shout outs to the social medias. We always gotta. Right there on Laney's hand. That's the Twitter. Uh, TDM pod. TDM pod. Um, next up is the Instagram. That one's a little bit of a longer one. The Diamond Mind Podcast. Um, we post there every single time something comes out. Same thing with the Twitter. Sometimes the Twitter we just post a little... Something, something, maybe like a poll or something of that nature. Um, but we post on Instagram every single time a podcast is out. Um, and then for audio listeners, you can find us on YouTube at The Diamond Mine. Just look up The Diamond Mine, sort by channel, or you can look up The Diamond Mine, Shania Twain, or The Diamond Mine, Kenny G, because it all circles back to Kenny G, Kenneth Gorlick. Um, every time. Anyways, are you ready to get into this? Sure. So the first song is Circle of Life. And that's the that's the classic. Of course. Um, I will be going first in this episode because Nate has more written down than I do. Because I really just sat there and didn't feel like writing. Um, this song featured vocal dominance, uh, which means there was very few instruments involved. Or a very low volume instrumental piece, I guess. Uh, I just thought that it was beautiful, outstanding classic now when you first let's say you it's 1994 and you've got your walkman and you've just got the lion king soundtrack for whatever reason and you pop that in and you press play on that first song and you immediately hear the crazy cold opening that was just that that's when your obviously becomes a brisk walk. Yes, obviously <laughs> we're used to it because it's so literally iconic. Right. Um, but that's just such a nice opening to like. I feel like a lot of people look past this, but the music really does uh, help immerse in the setting of like the African savanna. Um, where all this is taking place, and that just, I don't know. I thought yeah. that was really nice. And I mean, in Friends, Ross's monkey even plays a soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but there's, like, a chant in the background. The I'm not even going to try to say what it is, but it's like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And that goes on throughout the whole entire song and just kind of drives the song forward. Um, what'd you just it, turn? Ah, whatever. Um... So all that's going out throughout the whole song, and then it just kind of crescendos up, and drums come in, and you get hit with the chorus of, it's the circle of life. So um, there's definitely a part in this where it's it's 100% made for movie, because there's just yeah. a solid point after the first time the chorus hits, and it's just the chanting, and I assume something's going on. That might be where like all the animals are bowing or that something might, in the movie. It's either that, or it's... When, like, 
Maybe they're working Simba up to the top. Maybe. And then they just like... It's something like that. Um, but something is going on. And, um... I don't know. I haven't seen the movie in a very long time. So. That kind of took me out of it, where it was not really much other than the chanting. Otherwise, this could stand on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Let's move on to the next song. Uh, I just can't wait to be king. So, this one was much more upbeat and optimistic. Uh, this made me, this song made me want to watch the movie again because just trying to think of the scene that this happens over. Or, I guess, scenes, multiple. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I enjoy that it's dialogue and it's carrying on like they're having a conversation to, uh, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess, move the plot forward. Uh, and the crowd joins in, which is really cool, and it kind of has that choir effect as well. Yeah. I like that, and that's all I have. So, uh, this one honestly got me moving, because it's just a fun song to listen to. Um, the the general mood of the song, it's very childish and, like, playful, um, because Simba is a child at this point in the movie, um... And it really does drive how childish and optimistic Simba is with uh, certain things he says. But specifically, I just can't wait to be king. Because Because he doesn't understand yet that him being king means his dad has to die. Well, yeah, but, like, time out, spoiler alert, the dad dies. This is before Mufasa gets thrown off the rock or whatever. He's just so optimistic because he's never had tragedy in his life. Right, because he's a kid. He sees mm-hmm. the good and everything or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, wow, my dad can do that. I can't wait to do that or whatever. Yeah, and he just wants to to be king. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's honestly kind of like, it's kind of sad to, to hear that. Because it's like, yeah, bro, your dad's going to die soon. And then you're not going to want to be king. And you're going to run away. No, but what's crazy is in the movie, this is getting ahead, but you know, he's living with Timon and Pumbaa, his new family. And his dad dies. So technically he's the king. But because he's not there, is that a chair or is that the table? I think it's the table. Sorry for the. Yeah, it's the table. It's the table. It's a table. I don't know why it's doing that today of all days, but we'll fix it momentarily. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a part of the song. I thought you were saying something, and then I just kind of, um, where like during the verse, the bird I can't remember his name, like Zabu or Zatsu, something like that. Because the monkeys Um, were Fiki. But the bird is just, like, talking. And he's not really singing. He's just talking back to Simba being childish and stuff. And uh, that wasn't very pleasing to me. That kind of took me out. But the chorus was a thumper. So, yeah, that's pretty much, like, all I gotta say about it. Okay, hold on. Lainey's looking up what the bird's name is. Bird from Lion King. Guess what the bird name bird name is and comment it down below if you're on the YouTube. Oh, my gosh. Zazu. Zazu. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. That, okay. I just accidentally kicked the computer. Yikes. Um, okay. But yeah, Next you go ahead. Uh, be prepared, which is a great thing to think about in life. Always. Also, this song um, much uh, has a much heavier and darker sound to it. Uh, I'm saying uh, a lot. I love a good sentence filler. But this is Scar kind of narrating before the music picks up. And it sounds wicked, and there's chanting, and Scar's creepy, like, deep whispering and he it's almost like his voice lingers mm-hmm. as he sings and talks throughout this song yeah which makes it even more like just 
twisted, which is his character, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but this song also moves the plot along as he talks about killing the king and starting an uprising and basically taking control with the hyenas and things like that. Uh, back to you, Nate. But uh, this does, it's very ominous as it's Scar, who is, if you have not seen the movie of Lion King, which, I mean, it's been like 20 years. Time out. 30, wait, it's almost been 30 years since the Lion King came Isn't out. Isn't that crazy? I don't think the 90s were that long ago, but apparently they were. Time out. You remember how we were talking about if Beauty and the Beast was before the Lion King? Mm-hmm. No, maybe it's not Beauty and the Beast where Scar's in it. Scar, okay, Scar, he's a lion. He has, a, he literally has a scar on his face. There's a Disney movie where he I is know exactly what you're talking about. A carpet, like he's a rug on the floor. They do that. Disney movies are really, really interesting with that. Like, it's Easter they'll, eggs. Um, they'll put, like, it probably was Beauty and the Beast or something like that. They'll no, but put that came out before a, the line. No, that's what I'm about to say, is that they'll put little, like, hints to the next movie in I know, their but movies. But sometimes if the movies are, like, out, like, they put Nemo in Monsters, Inc. Was Monsters, Inc. after? Oh, oh, no. Anyways, while she looks that up, I'm going to get into the song. Uh, the beat's fun. It has a berry sax. Uh, su- super duper deep. If, you know. Um, and, like, African drums. The voice is just not very fun for me. Nemo came out two years after. Yeah, that's what I thought. Anyway. Um, the voice was not m- very fun for me, though. It definitely sets the mood and the, the tone of the movie. But he's just not really singing for most of it. Um, disregarding that, though, the song is fun. And he's just telling the story of how he plans to murder Mufasa and take over. Hercules. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's in. That because, makes a lot of sense because Phil Hercules goes to be, like, big and strong and yeah. kill lions and whatnot. Because Phil, the little, like, whatever he is. I tried to be as gentle so. with lifting up my arms from the table uh-huh. as to not make it squeak. Um, but, yeah, you can get on to the next song, which many of you may know. All right. This is probably the most popular off the uh, soundtrack, I guess. Hakuna Matata. Classic, catchy. It's that happy, feel-good moment. Has a good message. Uh, Hakuna Matata is Swahili, and it actually means no trouble or no problems. So that's fun. And this is kind of when they take in Simba to be in their family. Mm -hmm. So he can actually have somebody after his dad died, and they raise him and help him become a better person. However, the instrumental, I heard it in the, there's a break in the song where I specifically heard it. But it's also present throughout. They have a Louisiana Bayou musical sound, like a jazzy kind of bluesy type. Yeah, that. which is very present in Princess and the Frog because that takes place in Louisiana and all of that in the Bayou actually. But dang it, that was a loud one. But um, I thought that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. A very different take, I guess, in the movie. Yeah. Uh, just the ultimate carefree happy anthem. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, this song, and I, I mean the the chorus is super duper fun, and it's definitely musical. But a lot of the song isn't very musical. Like they'll just be talking, and then they'll have the random moments, like the "When I Was a Young Warthog," that just like kind of break in, and they don't really have anything to do with the chorus or. Progressing it's just that story, it's just them. yes, it's just like a scene with musical aspects other than the chorus. Which the chorus is, is literally how, just which is music. kind of how Scars was too, uh-huh. where it's a, more a part of the plot than it is a musical um, 
that being said, comparing it to the Scar one, I enjoyed this one much better just because I like that chorus, and I think that's super duper fun. Right. Uh, especially since you can like hear Simba growing up throughout the song. Yeah, because they get the different voice actor mm-hmm. to sing the song as yeah. he's an older, more mature lion. But I, I just thought that was interesting, so we can move on to the next song now. He turns into a handsome little lion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got his mane or whatever. Um, <laughs> sorry. The next one, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Tonight, yeah. Yeah, that's what it's called. Uh, this one was my favorite because I had one of those Disney music compilation discs. I had the red one. I think that's disc three. I don't know. And this song was on it. So this one I knew very well. This is also how I knew Little Mermaid songs. This is also how I learned uh, songs from Toy Story 2 and The Hunchback of Notre Dame or whatever that movie. Is that what that movie's yeah. called? Okay, yeah. Never seen it, but I know the songs. So I really like this one. It's another beautiful song. Uh, Simba and Nala begin their young love. How sweet. And it kind of pushes things forward a little bit from the whole Hakuna Matata thing. Well, uh, this was probably my least favorite on the album. (laughs) The... uh... I just thought that this was like it's a nice transition because it starts with Timon and Pumbaa cry, or talking, and then at the end of the song they like cry because you know Simba's yeah. fallen in love. <laughs> that loud obnoxious like, yeah, like that's like some boohoo crying. Um, Ugly crying. And they transition well, <laughs> but I just thought the song was boring. It's just not my thing. Um, but your opinion is valid, just Thank as you. my opinion is valid. Thank you. Yeah. For validating me. Me, I take your answer. <laughs> I hate that. Say it like a weenie. Uh, Three weeks in a row. Have we said that on the podcast? No. Oh. I've said it before the podcast. For Gosh. three weeks in a row. Just, let's, let's move on to the land. The land. This was one of the scores, right? Yes, this was the first From, one. From, what's his name? Do you remember? Because I don't. Hans Zimmerman. Yes, thank you. Glad you remember names. Obviously, this is more an instrumental aspect of the song, which Billboard said is why it was lower. Or no, it's just Hans. It's just Hans Zimmer. My bad. It was Zimmer. Okay. But this is why Billboard said it was lower on the album's list because of the scores, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if I was in the right place at the right time for this specific song, because it was what roughly two minutes, maybe. It, it might have been like three. Like it okay. wasn't very long. Right. Right place, right time. It was a little longer, but possibly shed a tear. It was very powerful, yet soft. I don't know if you felt that. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was probably the best score to come out of this. And did this one have chanting in it at the end? Um, yes. Okay, so it had some chanting at the end, which didn't make it a complete instrumental aspect, but it was still... I don't know. Yeah, Just. It- I get what you're saying. Background um, scene music to amplify the movie. It sounded like super majestic with the flute and stuff, mm-hmm. and has like emotional strings, and they crescendo to a big choir hit, and um, it really is emotional, uh, and it makes you think about how majestic the like African savanna is. Like if you were to sit and like look out at a sunset in the savanna, and then That's have this thinking, in the background, like, right like, place, right time. That's kind of what I was imagining. In my um. And then it has, like, this big hit with everyone chanting, and they, like, almost sound excited, and it's a 
kind of like a, I guess a party almost. So kind of sounded thing where everybody's just yeah. happy. Uh, maybe not full on party, but they were definitely happy. Uh, otherwise, though, that's about all I can say. The next song is "To Die For," but it's really called "To Die For." Thank you. Come again, crickets. Oh, brother, this, <laughs> this guy, guy stinks. Um, this one just sounds cursed when it starts. I don't know why, but it's just uh-huh. like not. I don't know, and it's also kind of fast paced, which makes it a little odd. So I think that's why I said cursed in mm-hmm. this description. But it sounds like it's very action packed. It makes the heart race a little bit. It makes you a little anxious, edge of your seat kind of sound, which. I did enjoy because without even seeing what scene it was behind, which you might talk about in your notes or whatever, Mm -hmm. it still gives you that emotion. So with visuals plus the audio effect, you know that it's very immersive. Yeah, and that's what a movie soundtrack should do. So I really enjoyed that. Um, And there are chants in this song as well, and I thought that really amplified the intensity of this track. And I honestly, I really enjoyed the composition of this one. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, um, so it is. It does start all ominous, and it sounds like almost almost like it would be played over like a tornado hitting a house in a cartoon or something. Like if there's a cartoon version of the Wizard of Oz, Oz yeah. um, and like at the very beginning, this would play. Uh, there actually might be an animated version of the Wizard of Oz. Now I'm thinking about it. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I believe this was played over the battle between Scar and Simba when Simba comes back and basically takes back the pride and becomes the king again. Um, it was intense with choir mixed with these big little brass hits. And it does sound very life or death. And it honestly has you like a little stressed, even though you're not watching the movie. Um, but like I feel like this soundtrack, with what you were saying, how it immerses you even without the visuals... Uh, it also does its job well because this soundtrack really does make you want to go watch the movie. Like, I'm sure most people that listen to this soundtrack have watched Lion King before. Right. But it makes you want to go out and be like, man, I haven't watched that movie in a while. And go buy a disc of The Lion King and then play it. Yeah, I really don't remember the last time I watched it, I'll be honest. Like, I legitimately want to go watch The Lion King now and the, the, um, this, this soundtrack did well with the immersion on that aspect. Right. Um, who is it? You know it, baby. Yeah, come in. Let's go. No, I'm, I'm recording right now. Huh? Yeah, we can hang. Hold on. We can hang later. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You need me right now? No cap. All right. And we're back. Sorry that, you know, my, my roommate, he sleeps in the same room as Michael Jackson. Um, the baby. I thought you were going to say it's me. I was like, what? <laughs> He, yeah, he just, I don't know, he's clingy, wants to hang out sometimes, I, I don't know. But, he gets bored a lot. Yeah, I mean. He's always trying to come on the podcast. And he doesn't have a car, so I have to drive him around everywhere, and like, like he flexes all his, his money and stuff, but really it's all just like Monopoly money, but don't, don't tell anybody. Um, anyways. operation money. Yeah. It's all, oh, okay, anyway, um, before I was really interrupted by, um, Mr. Baby, I was going to say that we think that that song was over the Simba and Scar fight, or battle, if you will, Mm -hmm. because so far, this soundtrack has gone in chronological order of the movie, so it would make more sense. And even the last, (laughs) I said that like, (laughs) that was a spike in audio, I don't know why I screamed that. Even 
the last song, I'm pretty sure, is at the end of the movie. Yeah. Because of how it comes full circle. You know that was good. She'll get it in a minute. Uh-huh. Okay, anyway. Next song, Under the Stars. So, I really like, you know, the woodwind action they had going on. I honestly could play this song to fall asleep to, though. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I was having, like, when was this? Back in May, at the end of school finals and everything, I was having a hard time going to sleep. So, I would find a playlist on Spotify or something. Yeah. Shout out to Spotify. This is where our podcast is at. Also, Apple. And, and like, everywhere you can yeah, find honestly, your podcast. anywhere. Um, YouTube, everything. Mm-hmm. Overcast. We don't forget you. Anyway. And so I would try to find playlists or songs or whatever to play, but this one is pretty good for that, I would say. Also, but who is breathing on my neck like that? <laughs> <laughs> Who's breathing on my neck like that? Because it sounds like someone's either exhaling or inhaling. I can say, like that. And so we were like, what is that? Well, it turns out it's um, some chants, and they come in, and then yeah, the it, beat like, hits. Yeah, turns into it. Yeah. And everyone just really gets into it. They're having a good time. They really pick up the pace, and then it cuts off, and then it just flows out nicely and sounds like they're on a mission. And that's when they started heading over to Boogie Town. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're listening to this from Dallas, Texas, shout out. Uh, anyways... <laughs> <laughs> this is like super duper calm, flute over some strings, uh, and it was a nice calm after the storm of the battle. Uh, I didn't really know how to describe it. It just I really appreciated the calmness and the stillness after the big blow up battle that was Simba versus Scar. Um, now there's like people chanting over the marimba, uh, and it was like a celebration that Simba was back to retake the throne and bring Pride Rock back to what it used to be. Um, they just, they partied, and they got down, and I could get down with this. This was probably my favorite of the uh, scores. Interesting. I wouldn't say this is my favorite. I mean, I didn't hate it, obviously. No, I had a good time with this. I, I thought it was it. very pleasant after this big, huge, stressful battle to have that nice calmness. That's fair. I understand that. There's like a hair on the side of the mic. I wonder if it's mine or yours. It's mine. I don't know. I found a couple earlier too. There's mm-hmm. one back here as well. No, that might have been. I don't even know. That might have been from the blanket. Anyway, every time we talk about King of Pride Rock, and, and because Elton John is associated with this album, mm-hmm. it makes me think of Crocodile Rock, which is just like not the same song. <sighs> I don't like this silence right now. <laughs> I really did not like that. I was, like, taking my drink, and I was really hoping you were going to talk, because I was like, oh, my gosh, they're going to hear my gulp. They're going to hear me drink this water. But you just sat there, and you left me out to dry, and I had to be like, gulp? Because I forgot. <laughs> I'm kicking me, take it easy. <laughs> it's because I couldn't remember what song we were on. It's you King literally just Rock. said it. <laughs> you were I like, know, but then I was like, wait, do we already talk about it? Oh, anyway. King of Pride Rock. Orchestra. Colon. Tragedy, peace, sadness, accomplishment. Those are all the things that I got out of it. Uh Uh-huh. All the feelings, okay? And it ended with the the chant saying, Circle of Life. And then that leads into the next song, which is Elton John's cover of Circle of Life. Mm -hmm. Which is fantastic. But this song... What is it called again? King of Pride Rock, yes. Uh, yeah, that has to be the end of the movie because of the way that mm-hmm. Circle of Life. Sure. And again, it comes full circle. That's the circle of life. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. 
brilliant. They had like a minor fanfare at the beginning, like it was kind of like dramatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that song was boring and too long, but wait, this I was is the one just, that was over five minutes. Yes, minute. I was just really, really ready to hear Elton John's versions of the songs. Um, Words. And we talked about being a baby and pooping our pants during this song, about how, like, we would just forget <laughs> that we have poop in our pants. Uh, Let me ask y'all a question. Okay. Getting serious. I know I've talked about urinating locally. You pee in the shower, you can get a UTR, whatever. It's fine. That's Those are old podcasts, though. Dang, that is old podcasts. If you remember that, you're an OG. Thank you, Dallas. Anyway, um... This time. Okay. If you're a baby... Should I ask the first one I ask you? Wait, should we ask Dub Baby? No. Okay. No. I, I just Don't bring him in. Oh, hey, no, you're not coming in. Hey, shut that door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put your head back in. <laughs> anyway, should I ask them the question that I asked you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nate and I have this thing. The table is squeaking again. Cut the mouse. We tried to fix it. Cut the mouse one more time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Nate and I talk about anything and everything. Yes. So we have weird conversations such as this. We're going to share it with you, and I'm so sorry, but I also don't have any regrets. But also, if you see this and I applied for a job at your company in the future, <coughs> pretend you didn't see this. If you saw any of my social medias and I applied for your company in the future, uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm different now, probably. Not. Hey everybody, this is Nate from the Diamond Mine, and uh, sorry for the poor quality, uh, I'm recording on my computer and not a mic or anything. Uh, this is for future companies. I probably did change. I was 17 years old at, uh, this recording day. So, um, yeah, take that with a grain of salt. That was me being stupid, that was funny, that was a bit, and, uh, don't listen to that and enjoy the rest of the show. Okay, that one. Anyway... So now we're sitting on the toilet. <laughs> sitting on the toilet. OG video on YouTube. So when y'all are sitting on the toilet and you're doing the this number right here, number two, if you can't see, thank you. Do you ever forget? <laughs> Do you ever sit there for so long that you forget that you did that? <laughs> And then we were talking about, like, if you were a baby, you know, they go in their diapers, they wear diapers, would you just, like, you know, walk around, wouldn't care? But I rebuttaled with, there's a certain point where your butthole starts to burn, because you got diaper rash. Well, yeah, but you can't change yourself as a baby. Yeah, but you wouldn't forget. No, you stink. Because it's just, like, liquid food running through you, milk. You, you got that duty pain. But... But then you said... Uh, well, so you're sitting there crying over... <laughs> like, it would suck so bad if you were sitting there crying because your butt burns and itches because you got poop in your and pants and it's been there. Faces. It's been there for like an hour it's and your mom is like that, dragging you around the mall like shape. <laughs> and they won't, they, she won't change your diaper because you've been riding around the mall in the stroller the whole time. She's been going into the American <laughs> Eagle and the Coles and stuff and trying on stuff and, and then you like... Uh, you start crying because it hurts, and then she sticks a warm bottle of milk in your mouth to try to make it better. Like, I would be so pissed. Dude, like, just change my diaper, bruh. Like, don't that point, though, take thought, that audio out of context. Just you, change my uh, diaper, bruh. <laughs> I'm going to. 
But like if it got to the point where she got right up on you and tried to give you a bottle and you were sitting there like, no, she would smell that. Babies don't poop solid until they eat solid food. So if you're a baby, no. that is mashed all up on you. And then your butt's red, and then she's got to wipe it all up. Even if it goes up your back, it happens. And then she's got to put the ointment on. Ointment. Desitin. We get sponsored by, like, a baby Oh, my ointment. gosh. If we got sponsored by Desitin. We're pretty, we're pretty okay with oh. our censorship and family friendliness and stuff. But this isn't for kids, so they probably wouldn't. No, I literally mark it on YouTube as not made for kids. Yeah, no, that's what I had to do. Uh huh. Especially Kid Rock. That is not made for children. That episode, we had to do some bleeping. Yeah, if you're not, if you're not, uh, let's say no. if you're not twelve or older, don't watch that one. <laughs> I was like consuming things like How that when I was when twelve. Are you in like sixth grade? When you're twelve, you're in like sixth or seventh. Okay, yeah. Because I think you go into middle school when you're 11. Well, I was older. You were older, too. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I think I turned 12, like, first couple weeks of middle school. Me, too. I think so. I'm not sure. Okay, so let's... We haven't even gotten to Elton John's covers yet. Elton John's Circle of Life cover. He has a great voice. It's Elton John. He can sing anything. So I did like his, uh, I guess, version of it. But the original was just too good. So, you, I mean, you do what you gotta do, but you can't really get there, you know? Uh-huh. It's, you know, yeah. The, the original was just, like, a lot more impactful because it had the chanting and it felt more like... There's more diversity thrown into one song to where it can melt all together. Elton John's just sounded like an Elton John song. And it felt really more like... Or, really, it felt... It felt a lot more like that. It was more immersive with the African Pride Land and all that. Sorry, I cannot find the word immersive in my head for God knows why. But um, it was a lot more immersive with the chanting and the, the African stuff going on. But with Elton John, it just felt like I was just listening to, you know. An Elton John song. Yeah. It was just, yeah, I know. That's, um... But again, it was for the movie. It was the actual soundtrack. Yes. So that's why it's more. Immersive and stuff. That's why when Boys to Men covered Yesterday by the Beatles, well, it I just guess, didn't feel right. I guess really Paul was singing it, but it, it just couldn't really compare. So that's why it makes sense. I wonder if any of them had any contribution with that at all, or if that was completely Paul. I think like Paul, I'm pretty sure it was. It was at least majority, like 99 percent Paul. But I wonder if they did anything. Well, you know they always did the Linda McCartney thing, but. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, I read about this, or I saw an interview with Paul, where he wrote it, and he, you know, played the guitar with it or whatever, or I guess he's left-handed, so he played the guitar with it or whatever, and then they were trying to incorporate how, you know, their different instruments and how they would all come into it, but they couldn't, mm-hmm. so it just ended up being just made it a like straight an acoustic, acoustic thing. solo kind of thing going for the album. But the next song is another Elton John cover of I Just Can't Wait to Be King. To me, this reminded me of the song uh, Mambo Number no. 5. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Right? Yes. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look up that song. You're just, just taking it an L. It's Mambo and then No.5. Mm-hmm. So, it sounds like you'd imagine it sound coming from Sir Elton. The original is unbeatable. Is he a sir? He is. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So is Paul McCartney. So is Ringo. Uh. <laughs> Ringo, that is a weird man. I saw the pictures of him being nodded, and I cannot Peace help and it. love. Peace and love, Peace everybody. Peace and love. Eat your vegetables. Broccoli emoji. 
He'll literally, his post will be like... Speaking of, today's Paul McCartney's birthday. Oh, shout out to Paul McCartney. Well, when this airs, it'll be It's June 18th. Um, Happy birthday, Paul. Shout out to Paul McCartney. Um, moving on from that, the original's unbeatable, but again, he can sing and he can deliver well, so it wasn't horrible. Peace and love, everybody. Um, I thought the beginning sounded like Footloose. Uh... So I got that vibe. Um, it, Is this the one that I said you can dance to Footloose? Mm-hmm. Or I could dance to Footloose? And we were both like, <gasps> but uh, it's a lot more poppy rather than like childish, like the song was earlier uh, for like the movie. Um, so it loses that immersion, but it improves because it doesn't have the random talking bird throughout the song. So I could listen to oh, I could listen to this one on its own. Uh, it's way more enjoyable than the movie version because the movie version has Zazu, which, uh, bro's annoying. Wait, Anyways. was Zazu in this song or was it Rafiki? I thought it was both. At this point, I don't know. Some person with an annoying voice. Also, this makes me want to watch Lion King, but it also makes me want to watch High School Musical. Oh, no, I'm not a big fan. I know you're not into that, but I'm mm-hmm. just saying. Last song. Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Elton's cover. I thought this was a great cover. Excellent, if you will. And this one might be the closest in rivalry, or I guess in comparison to the original, in my opinion, my personal opinion. And it, it, okay, but it reminds me of one of his songs that he released in like 2012, maybe? Don't quote me on that one, but it's called Blue Wonderful. There's one specific part I don't remember, but it sounds like his melody in that song. I don't like that the camera has a square on my face. Right. It's kind of cool how that focusing works, though, and how, like, oh. quickly it follows my face. Let's go. Um, anyways, Elton John cover. Uh, I didn't even really like the original, but uh, I'll take this time, at least, to say uh, Elton John has a wonderful voice. That man can sing. Uh, that man has a wonderful voice. Uh, <laughs> anyways, though, where would you put this on the 1 through 92? Time. Before we get to that, I have one more comment uh, for the overall album. Sugar and it is that... Uh, I'm going to ignore that. This is one movie soundtrack Duh, that both... Enha- Don't interrupt me like that. <laughs> Do not. I said... The Rude Sandstorm. I'm definitely it editing. It ends here? <laughs> no, I'm going to like zoom in on, on my face and I'm going to have it like... What? I don't want to set anything in stone yet, but I'm going to somehow edit it and zoom into my face and have it play that in the background, like, disco lights or something. With the crowd, like, cheering in front of me. Yeah, that'd be so funny. That'd be so funny. Come here, our movie. Anyway, so this is one movie soundtrack that both enhances the visuals, which is, you know, the movie itself, what's on the screen, and can stand alone and still be a pretty good album. I wrote Outstanding. I don't know if anyone agrees with me on that, but now to the ranking... Um, your notes. Now to the ranking, though. I said, I would put it higher than where it is, which I think is at 67. Mm-hmm. So maybe in, like, the 50s? I was actually going to put it in the 40s. 40s? I really okay. like this. I did contemplate 40s, because I wasn't sure. I was going to say, I guess, what, high 50s? Mm-hmm. Low 40s? Yeah. Where did we put... Um... I almost said Kenny G, but he's not. He didn't make it up there. I don't no, think. I think he's in like the sixties. I think he's in the sixties. Sorry, Kenneth. Love you, Kenneth Gorlick. Uh, fly of, us out. Speaking of, did you see? It's just him. <laughs> did you 
see that Kylie commented on the YouTube and said Ken Skorlick? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I funny. Got an, I got an email about it and I was like, oh. Which one? Do you remember? The most recent one. Okay. Kid Rock. Um, so go like it, comment back. Anyways, uh, for me, I'd probably put it in the 40s too. I thought yeah. this was very well made. It was immersive for the movie. Uh, it was fun to listen to on its own. A lot of the songs stand still on its own. The songs um, that have no words, or at least the no scores, like English words, right. the scores. Um, I didn't think they were as bad. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think they were as bad as many previous just scores. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought most of them were pretty good, except for that one really long one that See, I just wasn't about. Like, Kenny G, we got sick of it, but that's because it was so long. Yes. Sorry, Kenny. But even the like five minute song, yeah, we talked through it, but it was just it wasn't overwhelming it wasn't miserable. Mm. it really and it also really brought you there it brought you to the but pride I land i will say like, that we're on 67 and kenny was 92 so yeah. that was at the beginning in the garage we didn't know what was about to happen and we didn't really understand how to analyze music and and we uh i think we said this in a long ago podcast but as the podcast goes on we get better at what we do and we know this because the stuff that we write down matches up with what, like, Apple Music will say. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll write Apple. this down and then we'll go and look at, like, actual reviews by people that that's their job. And we'll be like, oh, I said that. Oh, I said that. I said that. Um, Which is really weird. Because so, I think I sound so stupid when I listen to As the to podcast these. goes on, <laughs> uh, we get more and more skilled at analyzing music. So, um, the more you support the podcast, the farther it can go on, the more better and analysis analysis analyses yeah you'll get so uh anyways oh shoot i gotta check what's next week uh talk to them about shout out the social medias shout out the social medias and they put here at the beginning of the podcast it's um def leopard oh word yeah so um why would you not say their tags? Twitter, TDM Pod, TDM Pod. Because sometimes my brain Instagram, doesn't work. Instagram, the Diamond Mind Podcast. T H E D I A M O N D. P O D C A S T. The Diamond Podcast. The Diamond Mind. There's a mind somewhere. Um, and then if you're an audio listener, YouTube, YouTube, uh, the Diamond Mine, catch us, look up the Diamond Mine, search search my channel, or the the Diamond Mine, Kenneth Gorlick, or the Diamond Mine, no, 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 we gotta end this episode, the Diamond Mine, did you even spell mine, or was it just No, I just completely, it was just the Diamond Podcast. Anyways, this has been the Diamond Podcast. (laughs) This has been the Diamond Mine Podcast. We'll be back at you next week with Def Leppard. No cap.